I want to talk about um, holiday season, drinking and driving. It really bugs me that we have to talk about this every year. It does. But we do. We, we do, because it continues every year. Um, this weekend, Mothers Against Drunk Driving chapters from the Capital Region held uh, you know, a somber event to help families of those who've lost family and friends to drunk driving come together um, and prepare for what is often a pretty difficult time of year. And joining us to talk more about where we are and where we're going, we're going to speak with Linda McCullough, who is the organizer of the Candlelight Vigil and a Victim Services volunteer. Linda, thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate your time. Thank you for having us, and thank you so much to all the media for highlighting this time of year. Yeah, I mean, this time of year, let's just start by what it's like for people who've lost a loved one. That's what this vigil was for. It was a candlelight vigil to bring people together. Why why was that important to you? It's important because at this time of year, you especially get together with friends, with family, to celebrate, to look for peace, to look for joy, and people who have lost loved ones to impaired driving, especially during holiday seasons, graduations this time of year, feel that loss, feel the loss of that loved one. So this vigil was a chance for them just to get together and be with people who who know what they're going through. And it's like walking into a warm hug when you're surrounded by people who know what you're going through. It's unimaginable to anybody who hasn't experienced yeah. the loss of a child in particular or any loved one, especially through something so senseless, so avoidable to know that others feel the same way that you do, that appreciate you, that you can talk to, that just can put their arms around you and say, I'm so sorry and mean it. Um. You know, we talk about how, obviously, this time of year is just more difficult for for the reasons you just shared. But at the same time, we also know that, sadly, a lot of the people who've lost loved ones to drunk driving, it probably happened at this time of year because we see it so much more often this time of year, right? I lost my daughter on December the 10th. Oh, boy. And she was my only child. She was 21 years old. And my story isn't the worst story. Uh, I know another lady who I met at the candlelight vigil who lost her daughter, but she sat by her daughter's bedside while she was brain dead for several days waiting for her organs to be donated at this time of year. And there's worse stories. You know... (sighs) How frustrating is it for you? Like I say, I'm very fortunate that I haven't been touched personally by this tragedy. You have. We've been talking about it for years and years and years, Linda, and we will continue to because it continues to happen. I mean, how frustrating is it for you that the message just just doesn't seem to get through in some cases? And you're right, it doesn't. It's, It's a club that, unfortunately, we get many, many new members all the time. And my frustration is that Even elementary school children know the mantra, don't drink and drive. And my thought is, think before you drink, before you drink. And so often that's not the case. No, you're you're so right. I mean, in, realistically, when when you think of it at this point, with with the with the options that are available 
to not drink and drive with the knowledge around how devastating it is to drink and drive. Um, at this point, it's like you say, before you drink, you're willfully making a choice. You can't just, oh, I had a couple too many. No, I mean, the, the, the awareness is there and the ways to avoid it are there. There's no excuse at this point, Linda. No, there's absolutely no excuse. And the people that do these things, it's ironic, very often they are not injured or very marginally injured. Very often the people who are convicted of these offenses, I think the average sentence is probably three years out in 18 months. So there's no consequence, but the consequence to me or to the people that I know through MAD they're ongoing marriage breakups, suicides, just devastating nightmares for the rest of their lives. It really and truly is a life sentence in, in, in that sense. It is a life sentence. You are so right. Are we getting, is it getting better, Linda? Are we making progress at all through all this work that you and groups like yours have been doing? Well, I'll be optimistic and say yes, but yeah. as you know, there are no statistics to say that what I'm saying to you, what the media is trying to get across, there's no statistic that says one person chose not to drink and drive and did not kill someone. But hopefully that is the case. Right, yeah, exactly. There's no way of knowing, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, Linda, thank you for the work that you do, and thank you for being here with us today. I really appreciate it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.